Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Diana. And you're listening to Fiction Kitchen, where we're cooking with inspiration from our favorite books, movies, and TV. Today we are talking about A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. So, despite having seen like many adaptations over the years, this was my first time actually reading it. Me too! Awesome! <laughs> and I don't know why I'm surprised, but I feel like master of the English language Charles Dickens has given us some of the um, best food descriptions of like anything we've read. Or I don't know yeah. if I'm just in like a very merry mood right now, but <laughs> yeah, I was I was feeling all cozy and nice reading about um, these these nice food descriptions. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure we'll have lots to talk about. Um, before we get into that, let's do Tasty Time, where we talk about what's going on in fiction food. Tasty Time! So, the usual announcements up front. The Fandom Foodies uh, theme of the month is hashtag Aslan's Feast. Everybody's cooking food from Narnia. Mm-hmm. It's um, hosted by Allison's Wonderland Recipes. Mm-hmm. And the Food and Flicks movie of the month is Krampus, which I saw a couple weeks ago, and it, it's quite delightful. <laughs> so I recommend it, and there's lots of food, including um, evil gingerbread men that come to life. <laughs> so. Not my gumdrop buttons! <laughs> he wasn't evil. <laughs> he did come to life, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's what's going on with that, um, but what, what's your pick for the pick for the episode? Oh, and I also wanted to mention, um, just just a heads up or look ahead, um, January for the Phantom Foodies theme is going to be January. Oh, I know! <laughs> so you can just mull that around How in your head. How cute. January. So, Nyan, Nyan, Nyan. I'm making a paw with my, <laughs> with my, my hand. Nyan, Nyan. So, pr- prepare your meow That means meow meow in Japanese. <laughs> meow good uh, uh, kitty recipes. Fictional, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so fictional and med- media cats, yeah. Excellent. Um, so, my feast, uh, taste, or my tasty time uh, feature is Fantasy Feasts on Tumblr. So, it's Ooh. just fantasyfeasts.tumblr.com. And... This person, there's not, there's not like an about section uh, about this person, um, but it's a really neat uh, Tumblr blog where this person recreates uh, foods from books and uh, and film and video games as well, uh, and it's very Terry Pratchett heavy, which is cool. So Terry Pratchett wrote uh, like the Discworld, the million Discworld books. So really great photographs like um, step-by-step photographs and um, information and 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 then goes into the recipe Um, and so yeah this person has done like I said Discworld and Terry Pratchett stuff um, Song of Ice and Fire foods and uh, various animation foods from animations like the cookie cats and um, (laughs) some from Ghibli and then in the gaming, uh, this person has done, um, like, from Sims 3 and King's Quest, which I love King's Quest. Anyway, um, so it's just really fun. And I just, and of course it's Tumblr, so Tumblr is very, you know, um, image heavy. And so yeah. it's cool. Like, it's nice, just nice to scroll through and see all these uh, great pictures. 
So and yeah, also they are great. I like. I'm looking yeah. at it now. I like the um yeah the step by step photographs. Those are always so reassuring when you're making something <laughs> that things are going as planned. Yeah. Yeah. So let me see when the most recent. Okay. Yeah. So um, the most recent post is December fifteenth. So it's still well maintained. It's still going. <laughs> great. I know it's not one of the abandoned. I know. I, I needed to check because. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, the most recent one is um, Cheery Little Bottom, uh, which is like a, it looks like a cheesecake, like a berry cheesecake or pie kind of thing. Um, it's from Feet of Clay by yeah, it does. Sir Terry Pratchett. By Terry Pratchett, yeah. Cool. I haven't so read the, any Terry Pratchett books. Have you? I've read um, We Free Men, uh, which is Tif- the Tiffany Aching series. So mm-hmm. that's like young adult. Oh, okay. Um, and so I have, and I have a few other of the Tiffany Aching books, but, but yeah, I, so I've seen <laughs> a darker, or sorry, I almost said a darker shade of magic. I mean, the color of magic <laughs> and, um, post, is the, anyway, there, there are a couple of movies that have been made or like mini series that have been made and I've seen those. Okay. And I, I enjoyed those a lot. Um, nice. so his really, um, humorous like kind of poke, kind of meta in a sense, like poking fun at fantasy tropes and things. Um, but because I like young adult books and youth books, I, I kind of like zeroed in on the the Tiffany Aching. Um, and I but I do have a cookbook from the series as well. So anyway, yeah, so a lot of Terry Pratchett on here. So feast, fantasy feasts is the name of that, and we'll put a link. Nice. So what is your Taste of yeah, mine is um, Nerd to Table, which is a pretty new site um, started by um, Noelle of, oh, what's her blog? Uh, N- uh, Little Miss Little Miss Nerd Chef. Little Miss Nerd Chef, yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> that would make sense, yeah, since this is Nerd to Table. But basically, she has put together the food gawker slash taste spotting of fandom food and, and, you know, geeky food. So she, of course, has um, stuff from books and movies and video games and all that kind of stuff, but she takes submissions. So, um, yeah, if you've got a geeky recipe laying around. Yeah, so she's just got, like, a great collection of um, ever-growing recipes, and you can search, and she's putting together menus and that type of stuff here. So, um, yeah, I definitely recommend checking it out. So, yeah, let's get into a Christmas carol. Um, this was super fun to read. It's not very long. Um, one of my best memories related to this is um, that Charles Dickens's like great 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 grandson or something like that um, came to a library here and did a reading, and it was just like the most adorable thing. Like you know, he he um, was he was a pretty like older gentleman and you know, with a great British accent and he did a reading of a Christmas carol and it, it was fantastic and you know like all the kids were gathered around at his feet and <laughs> it's so just really cool. really cool and you know of course it was around this time of year um so that was like a really cool experience and I had actually like forgotten about it until we started doing this I'm like hey I've done something really cool related to this <laughs> <laughs> so that's very awesome yeah yeah, yeah. I think I like vaguely remember as a kid like as, maybe as a school trip going maybe going to DC or somewhere and wa- and watching the play like going to the play oh, nice. as a school group maybe <laughs> maybe 
<laughs> but yeah question question mark yeah yeah <laughs> many question marks um but yeah it's one of those things like you said like i hadn't read it like i hadn't read the yeah i was i was surprised i haven't you know until now. but it's ingrained you know, in us like because of all the yeah you feel like you have things <laughs> we've seen like media wise mm-hmm. or whatever but also right. like there's so many spoofs I mean, I mean, DuckTales right. and Scrooge McDuck, like, he's... <laughs> which, by the exactly. way, <laughs> have you seen, this is a tangent, but have you seen... The DuckTales is coming back? DuckTales is coming back, <laughs> but also the, the voice cast is no. going to be awesome. Like, Danny Pudi he... from Community and David Tennant, who is Scottish, oh, like, the, the, do- the doctor, be... yeah. <laughs> David Tennant, yeah, who was... Um, the second new iteration of the Doctor. Oh, how fun! Um, but he like he's going to be Scrooge McDuck, which will be so cool. But I did not also that. so Doctor Who wise. Okay, so we go from Scrooge to Ducktales to David Tennant to Doctor Who, and then, try to keep and up. Then back try to keep to, up people, and then back to Christmas Girl because Doctor Full Who circle. had yeah circle. Doctor Who had um, one of the because they do Christmas specials every. Excuse me, every year, and one year was a Christmas Carol episode, but it was all, oh, fun. you know, who whoified like, <laughs> and that was actually <laughs> my favorite Christmas special, was, because I go to this planet, and there's this, like, miser, like, Scrooge guy, who, like, won't, won't put down the fog barrier, so that this, so that the spaceship that is about to crash with, like, tons of people doesn't crash, anyway, so, like, the doctor goes down to try to convince him. But but then it's, like, a love story as well. Not between the doctor and Scrooge, but oh, between, like... too bad. That would have been entertaining. <laughs> yeah, that would have been... But anyway, yeah, so there, so there is a Doctor Who Christmas Carol episode, and that's my favorite Christmas one. Anyway, Scrooge. Scrooge, Ebenezer, and Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> but, I mean, I wonder if that... Like, I wonder what my very first... Um, introduction to A Christmas Carol was. Maybe it was Scrooge McDuck. For me, it definitely was. And I have, like, that was one of those, um, like, we we taped it off TV. (laughs) We taped the special off TV. And so that was one of the ones we watched, like, a lot Uh, in July sometimes, you know. (laughs) We'd watch Christmas stuff year round. So, yeah, that's, that's definitely the adaptation I've seen the most is the, um, yeah. The Mickey Mouse one. Oh, yeah, Mickey Mouse. Well, I was thinking of DuckTales, but yeah, the Mickey Mouse. Yeah, so there are, like, a billion adaptations, like, illusions and spoofs and all, and remakes, but, like, adaptations. Yeah, yeah like so the Muppets Christmas Carol, yeah, and they're Scrooged. <laughs> yeah, so, like, because I watched the 2009, it's from Disney, um, but it's the CGI with Jim Carrey. Um, so I watched that one, but, you know, I went on iTunes and I just typed in Christmas Carol, then, like, a whole bunch showed up, like, from, like, there's 1980-something, there's 30, like, 1930s-something, there's, yeah, like, so many, because it's the timeless, but it's interesting, because Charles Dickens, like, he wrote a lot of Christmas stories, but A Christmas Carol is the one that really... And that so and that came out what nineteen or eighteen forty three or something. 
But yeah, so I have this book. Um, I'm just like flipping through it right now that uh, my dad gave me this years ago. But it's um, Stories for Christmas by Charles Dickens. And it says also on the cover, featuring a Christmas carol. Like, just in case we were afraid that wasn't in there. <laughs> but, like, and it's a huge book. There, so there's Christmas Carol. There's a story called The Chimes. The Cricket on the Hearth. I ha- Like, that's familiar to me. But I I haven't read it. Yeah, that sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, from household words. <clears throat> I guess they're like little, little tiny stories. And from all the year round, the haunted house. What? But I guess yeah, the <clears throat> Christmas Carol is. It has a subtitle, like a, it has an original subtitle of like a ghost. Oh yeah, story. what is it? I I made a note of that. Yeah. Um, the, um, Let's see. Uh, being, a ghost story of Christmas. Yeah, being a, a Christmas carol oh, being. in prose. In prose, being, being a ghost, a ghost story, story of, Christmas. of Christmas. I like how ghost story pretty... is hyphenated. It's like ghosts hyphen story. <laughs> <laughs> Which I kind of like because, I mean, this is the darkest time of year and, you know, yeah. the, the oh my gosh, I love thin, the symbolism. ghosts are coming in and out. I love that you said that because now it's like making me remember all of the, like I love... Yeah. <laughs> what do you love? <laughs> I, well, it's like now my brain is like unwinding in this like spool of t- tangent. Like, um, so just growing, like growing up, I love, like I always loved folk tales and different cultures and just like learning cool things. Um, anyway, uh, and so, I mean, so Christmas itself I mean, so Christmas is Christian holiday, you know, centered around the birth of Jesus Christ, which actually happened in the spring. So, like, just the history of the holiday of Christmas. So, like, it's because the Catholic Church wanted to help, or I guess help is it, (laughs) you can use the word help or not, I mean, (laughs) insert word here, (laughs) Um, people who are not Christian, they wanted to get them to become Christians, to make it appealing to them, or to facilitate their holidays and stuff, and so um, Saturnalia is the holiday that was at this time, and, uh, but anyway, so the Catholic Church was like, oh, well, let's make this thing, like, our own holiday that celebrates Jesus Christ, like, at the same time that these people who we want to join the church already have a festival so they can like blend together and stuff. Anyway. Ah, I see. Um, so like we're celebrating too. Come over to our side. (laughs) Yeah. But I love like, so like in the early, um, and, and so this, like I said, was written in the 18, like the mid 1800s. And, um, so it's very, I mean, it's very Christian, but also there are a lot of, non-christian elements in it and even uh, even like and I, I just think it's really cool and exciting kind of um but even just like the christmas tree is like that is that's not a doesn't have anything to do with jesus christ like the gospel or like it's not in the <laughs> there's right like, right right like, yeah no, so that's an element that was taken from non-christians and put you know and but it's a symbol of hope and well anyway so just when you said about you know, the darkest, this is like the darkest time of year. So like mm-hmm. winter, 
and especially before there was electricity and all this like fancy stuff that we you know the cold and stuff doesn't really affect us <laughs> when we're in our nice <laughs> homes um but yeah like it was a huge deal like right 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 time, this is the- this is the turning point. Like, this is as bad as it's going to get if you can make it past here, you yeah. know. Yeah, and so the... Chris- Spring's coming and so from here on out, hope. yeah. It was about hope. Like, so a Christmas mm-hmm. tree, it's evergreen tree. So, and that's right. what this book very much is, yeah, with that theme of, like, it's all about the poor. Like, how miserable some people are. Like, how super, super... Like, poor and destitute. And, like, you can just imagine the little match girl is probably, like, in the background somewhere dying off in a... Aww. Do you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh! How's Chris Anderson? Why did you do that to us? <laughs> the little match girl. But, yeah, so, the, like, this this is that time period where it just it's really... And, and also, um, like, just some of the themes... I mean, there are religious themes in it, but mostly it's it was a commentary about the poor, the poor laws, and like the the um, how the laws and government and society was treating the poor, um, and so and you can really really feel that, and when you read it, it's very pre- preachy. Is that what, I don't know if preachy is the right word, but like, did you get that vibe? Like when you, oh, definitely, <laughs> yeah. I mean. Like it... very... <laughs> Like, yeah, <laughs> kind of in your face. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, th- like that is one of yeah the the theme here that you know money is just money, but these people have nothing. And even like you know the the Cratchit's little feast that he visits, it's very. Um, I mean, they have a they have a nice merry little feast in the Christmas present anyway, but it's very humble, you know. But then their their future state is pretty dire and um like juxtaposed with all the plenty that everyone else has you know it, it's very um striking yeah yeah yes so yeah <laughs> so uh, it's very much a commentary about the time period so that mm-hmm. so it's kind of neat you know when um books and and these days tv shows and movies like when it's kind of a commentary or like mirrors the time period, then it kind of becomes a piece of history or like you're able to look at it as a historian to learn about the time period as well. I just saw Star Wars Rogue One and so I feel like that was all. Oh, how was it? <laughs> well, it's very war-ish. Like it's very mm-hmm. much about war and I, I feel like it kind of reflects what, it was very good, um, but it's definitely like a war movie as well and so Mm -hmm. and I was like yeah a lot of the imagery and of it I'm like yeah and then it made me think of like Star Trek how that was very like people colleges have whole classes dedicated to this like social history and stuff you know that you learn through Star Trek episodes like (laughs) but anyway so I so I think also like Christmas Carol it's like very much well, even when we did our Grimm episode, Grimm Brothers episode, um, like it's, it's you look, you read those, and oh, we were like, oh yeah, fairy tales, and they were like, oh my gosh, this is so depressing, 
<laughs> it really like, is. Because it's such a commentary about <laughs> the time period and what and the situations of the people and Yeah. So, yeah. So this very and, much is that. And everyone's yeah, everyone's starving, all the tales are so dark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so thankfully this like <laughs> yeah, people are starving and everything. But it's interesting because this like there's so much humor in it. Oh, yeah, it's and very like... funny. I, I love how, yeah, it's very <laughs> witty and snappy and moves really quickly. Um, yeah, so it's, um, although it's got some heavy stuff, it is yeah, a pretty it touches on a light, lot of fun things, read. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And you, and you mentioned the ghosts, like, or we're talking about, like, it's, it's a ghost story, and, and you're uh-huh. like, yeah, ghosts, because it's like a dark time of year. But, yeah, those ghosts... <laughs> Wow! Oh, man. His descriptions are really. De- I was really impressed, but like the description the of Jacob Marley <laughs> undoing the bandage from his jaw and his jaw dropping, yeah. so he can speak. And oh when gosh. he wi- he when he winds it back up, Scrooge can tell it's in the proper place because his teeth click. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like <laughs> so much description and detail. I'm cringing. Yeah, and so yeah, and each of each of the ghosts is very um, unique, and I love the descriptions that they're given. Yeah, um, like the, the like ghosts the ghost. or the youth ghost, though. I mean, the, right? It, it's like it has it would shift between like all these different body parts and like I guess because yeah, it's and, a, and it simultaneously looked like a child and, and an, an old an man, old man and, yeah. and then just it kind of like radiated light and a whole bunch of faces and like yeah. yeah. But it's interesting because it's like it's the past, and so it's like a collection of all of those memories and everything so mm-hmm. yeah but yeah in the um so that was interesting in the 2009 one or movie that i watched the computer animated one they like how they animated so they did do like the jaw drop so it was kind of scary Ooh, like, I yeah i, I know that's watch it with super creepy because okay. she was at school and i was like oh I'm, i have time now so i'll watch it and i'm kind of yeah, glad just that the I description didn't. <laughs> <laughs> because i think it was, it was pretty intense Wow. But, but really close. Well, except they added stuff for the Ghost of Christmas or the future. And I was like, all right, whatever. This is just for 3D effects or. Oh, okay. Or like if they're. Very, very future. grim reapery. Yeah, but they did weird stuff. Like, Not like how he doesn't add it in a whole chase scene and Scrooge, like, it's tiny and, like, it's really stupid. What? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, Christmas present. What did you think about that guy? Oh, very nice. I like that felt the most like Christmassy because he's got like the green robes and a holly um, wreath, like Father Christmas around his head. Yeah, yeah so I I, I like kind that. of the, like the wild man too. Like yeah, elements. exactly. Again, I didn't even think yeah, mixing about that. But that traditions. is very pagany, pagany. Yeah, yeah, and I love yeah, and he's all like, and I and I appreciate that they did um, like in the movie, in the in the one I watched because I think in other versions they. Well, like, in the really old versions, they totally, like, close up his robe. They're not going to have any of that. But no, in the book, he's, like, all, his chest is all hanging out. He's right. All eating stuff and, like, oh, oh, you know. <laughs> and something really cool that I, um, okay, so the part where he's talking about, like, have you, have you ever met any of my brothers or this is the ghost of Christmas present. Um, he asks Scrooge. Like, I have, like, have you ever met or hung out with any of my brothers? And Scrooge is like, uh, no, I don't think so. He's like, yeah, they're my older brothers now, because I'm the youngest. And he's like, oh, how many do you have? He's like, over 1,800. 
of them. Scrooge is like, whoa, that's a lot of people to provide for. <laughs> but the, but it was cool because Christmas present, I, that's, that's really neat how Dickens did that because Christmas present is the present Christmas. Right. Like, and so, it, and the book was written in 1842 or 43. And so he has over, there have been, I mean, from Christian era, there have been over 1800 Christmases. I mean, from that pers- the perspective of the book. So in the 2009 movie, the ghost says specifically like 1842 and I am the 43rd or something like that. Meaning that's when the book was published. Like, so that's kind of cool. Nice. I like that little detail. Yeah. Yeah. Because then the Christmas present ghost only lasts, you know, he, he like dies at the end or, or, you know, is done. (laughs) And so (laughs) then next year it'll be 18, 144th or, or whatever. But anyway, I thought that was kind of cool. And I feel like there's a lot of things like that that are in this book that... So some things, I was like, oh, how clever, how humorous, or how, you know, interesting description. And some of it, I was like, I, I don't understand. Yeah, there were a couple of places that it kind of lost me. Because it is the I'm old like, timey and stuff, and, you know. But... Right. And it is, especially, I, I think, in the um, in the past, like you said, it keeps changing so quickly. They're like, oh, now we're here. Now we're here. Yeah. And um, they took him around z- a lot. Zipping along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mr. Uh, Mr. Scrooge's wild ride. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Where is that? <laughs> yeah. The so I yeah. think it's very humorous that, like, every Christmas party he goes to, from the past to the present to the future like every he's on everyone's lips you know (laughs) so he may have no friends and not hang out with his family but (laughs) he is being talked about and everyone hates him they drink to his health grudgingly but um, (laughs) i know mrs cratchit she's like uh (laughs) if i I have to (laughs) if it's christmas i guess i'll have to be nice but (laughs) right right yeah and and some of it's very sad like when he um when he visits the um, the girl that he could have married, but decided, you know, um, yeah. she didn't have enough money or whatever. But like, she he then visits her on a later Christmas, where she's with her family and they're happy, and they, you know, she's got children, and there's like a pretty funny thing that um, when we go through the food, it talks about the kid eating a um, like a, a doll's turkey or something like that and choking on it. But the kid was okay, so everybody's happy. Yeah, so I mean, it's just like a bustling um, home life, and it's just so merry. And um, her her husband that she married instead mentions, oh, I saw your friend Scrooge. He was sitting in his um, counting house working away by himself, and, and Scrooge, like, he... I I liked how emotional he became. He he's like, take me away from here. I don't want to see this, you know. Um, yeah. So he was really affected by it, um, you know. Even though he had made those choices and didn't seem, well, he's feeling no regret. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, if you become an old man and you have nothing to show for it, but but your money, then you know. When you're when you're getting to that age and around the holidays, you really feel it. <laughs> so. Yeah, what a good woman though that she she was like, I'm not taking any of your crap, dude, because they were in <laughs> love. But she like she was totally upfront with him. She's like, you've changed. You love your money. Like 
right. way more than like caring about me now. And mm-hmm. so I'm out of here. And she could, and she could see that, and she chose accordingly. Yeah. So yeah. Well, shall we get into food? Because there's a lot, and I feel like it's pretty evenly spaced. Well, so we can, you know, kind of, kind of go through it and talk about more plot as well. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I think the first food thing I have is when Scrooge goes home to his cold little house and eats his gruel hunched over the fire because it's a very small fire. He won't even allow himself the luxury of having a decent fire because he's always trying to skimp and save. Um, And he has a cold, so he's very miserable and just eating gruel in front of the fire. (laughs) Yeah, I... Oh, um... So I have a couple of ones, but they're not, it's not actual food, but it's mm-hmm. that he's described as an oyster, secret, self-contained, and solitary as an oyster. Oh. <laughs> and then... Good description. Nuts to Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> Warning all human sympathy to keep its distance was what the knowing ones called Nuts. It's like in quotes, nuts to Scrooge. <laughs> nuts to Scrooge. Someone's like shaking their fists. No, I don't know. And then, um, and then this just reminded me. Um, so when his nephew comes in and he's all really nice to him, like, "Hey, come and have dinner with us on Christmas," and Scrooge is like, "Bah, bah, humbug, humbug." <laughs> yeah, and so there are candies called humbugs, and I don't oh, think I realized that it's a. I think it's a British thing. I didn't. I think I first learned uh, that that is a thing uh, via Harry Potter. Oh, because, interesting. Like, peppermint humbugs, maybe. Um, Victorian steampunk humbug candy is what comes up when I Google it. <laughs> Everton Mints. Yeah. Oh, that's really cute. I like that. <laughs> but I think peppermint humbugs is something that Dumbledore had or something. Oh, Okay. I don't know. Nice. Maybe. <laughs> Mint humbug. Yeah. Yeah. Peppermint Hard-boiled humbug. sweet. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> there's that. Um, but uh, they're not, anyway, just the word humbug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> made me, it made me think of that. But yeah. Yeah. The gruel and then that poor gruel. Like, does he even eat any? Because then that's when Marley comes. Right. <laughs> and he, he says when he sees Marley, he's kind of incredulous, obviously, as you would be if you see a ghost, um, and kind of chalks it up. <laughs> he's like, it could be indigestion. It could be an undigested bit of beef, a blot of mustard, a crumb of cheese, a fragment of an underdone potato. I'm going to be reading lots when we go through this. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I love the list. Um, there's more There's more of gravy than of grave about you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, that's pretty good. He's like, yeah, I just, I, I'm dreaming this. <laughs> From whatever he had for dinner. <laughs> yeah. So, that's pretty good. His melancholy dinner in his, oh, wait. His melancholy dinner in his usual melancholy tavern. That's before he, I don't know what but yeah, and then he comes. Yeah. Anyway, I was like flipping through the. <clears throat> okay, I'm going now. I'm flipping beyond. <laughs> Let me. Get... <laughs> oh, yeah, get those tabs ready. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many tabs. Yeah, if you guys want to see how how Diana rolls, go to Instagram and you can see how she tabs oh, yeah, up I books. Need to, I need to start doing that again. Where yeah, I pick, picks up the tabs. 
Because, yeah, this one, and I used little Christmas tabs for it. Oh, how cute. <laughs> so the next tab I have. Adorable. Oh, it's when he is in the past, and he's like, there's the parrot, cried Scrooge. <laughs> Green body and yellow tail with a thing like a lettuce growing Let out it, of the top yeah. of its head. <laughs> Poor Robin Crusoe. Okay, so that's... <laughs> And then uh, he here he produced a decanter of curiously light wine and a block of curiously heavy cake and administered installments of those dainties to the young people. Now, is, is this at the um, the Fezziwig's ball? Yeah, Are we there see. yet? Bring down um, ferocious condescension. Yeah, I just love the word choices. Like, it's so... Yeah little fan oh this is um this is when little fan his sister comes to get him when he's a schoolboy. he comes she comes to fetch him at school his dad finally says that he can come home for christmas and then the schoolmaster like takes them into his office i guess while their the car their um cart is being loaded Mm -hmm. um and he so while they're in his office scrooge and his sister the schoolmaster brings out this curious, it's a fun, curious wine and curious cake, and then administers installments to the young people. <laughs> and then he sends out, um, sending out a meager servant to offer a glass of quote unquote something to the postboy. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's. <laughs> I, I like that, like, little things like that, though, because, like, yeah. it, it is kind of like, I, I think our equivalent nowadays is, like, you go into the office and every corner you walk around, there's, like, a box of cookies or chocolates or something yeah. like that. You know, it's just, like, little little goodies here and there everywhere you go. <laughs> so. Yeah, but it's interesting because it just, the yeah, he, like, the way it's written, it's very, because you get the this whole vibe from the schoolmaster, like, he's not a good guy, like... He's, I mean, he's maybe okay, but he's, like, kind of a suspicious character. Like, (laughs) where is he producing these curious dainties from? And he gives, (laughs) and he gives something to the post boy. (laughs) Anyway, I just thought it was funny. Just the word choices and stuff. But yeah, and then here comes Fezziwig. Fezziwig's the next place they go. Fezgig. Just kidding. Fezgig is the little critter thing from the dark crystal but Fezziwig and that was super (laughs) cute because they're like these like Fezziwig and his wife they're like I don't know middle aged and they're a little plump I guess but like they can cut a rug like like he describes yeah they spend the night dancing they they dance so elegantly and like the best the best out of everybody and it was kind of neat in the movie in the 2009 movie they actually defied physics like they're like floating up in the air and stuff. <laughs> but well, I think one of the lines from the book is um, "people that don't know how to walk only dance," <laughs> or so- something along those lines. Nice. So yeah, let's see. Um, yeah. So a description from this party. Let's see. There were there were more dances, and there were forfeits, and more dances, and there was cake, and there was niggas, and there was which I didn't know what it was. Um, yeah, it's like a spiced pork. And there was a great piece of cold roast, and there was a great piece of cold boiled, and there were mince pies and plenty of beer. So it Dude, sounds like a very yeah. meddy, and ma- the musician, party. The fiddler, like, 
face planted into a punch bowl or something. Yeah. <laughs> something that, oh, plunged, wait, it was, well done. And the fiddler plunged his hot face into a pot of porter, especially provided for that purpose. <laughs> And so in the movie, they actually showed him, like, yeah, face planting into this, like, punch bowl. <laughs> and then... <laughs> yeah, like, it sounds like this movie's pretty accurate. It with really is. That, yeah. Except was, for was, the weird... The weirdness, it, I guess, for kids the, or for the 3D the, in the third act. the third act, you can just yeah, skip that, but, like, yeah, <laughs> leading yeah. up to that. That was kind of disappointing, actually. It was really annoying. I was like, oh my gosh, how much time you're wasting on this, like, weird random... That chase so out of, scene out of place. There was too. no chase scene. <laughs> like, yeah, there's there's not a whole lot of drama in this. It's just kind of like this is your life. Yeah. So, all right. So then the next one, terrible announcement. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, this um, is what I was talking yeah, yeah, about. Tell yeah. It, tell so, so this, yeah, this is when he, um, uh, let's see. Yeah, when he he visits the the. A uh, girl he'd been in love with in her new home, and um, like I said, the the family's kind of just bustling around. And the terrible announcement that the baby had been taken in the act of putting a doll's frying pan into his mouth, and was more than suspected of having swallowed a fictitious uh, turkey glued on a wooden platter. <laughs> the immense relief of finding this a false alarm, the joy and gratitude and ecstasy. So I I love They're this. All movie. indescribable alike. <laughs> Yeah, but it's just, like, the drama of everyday life, you know, when you have a family, which Scrooge wouldn't know anything about. I love that it is enough that by degrees, the children and their emotions got out of the parlor. (laughs) 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 Where they went upstairs and went to bed and subsided. (laughs) It is so weird to me to think of, like, children in the past, which is, I don't know, because, like... You think of them as like little prim proper things, but they were children, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's weird to think about, yeah, uh, children of that time. I think um, (laughs) swallowing things that they're not shouldn't be (laughs) swallowed. Yeah, they still do that nowadays. (laughs) (laughs) Some things haven't changed. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, and then the next tab I have is. That is Christmas present. The second, oh, okay. The second of the three spirits. Uh, but it's oh, this when, is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when he went, so Scrooge, this is when he first happens upon, like he goes into the room where he sees this light and stuff. And then it's like super Christmas decoration, basically like leaves of holly and mistletoe and ivy and this like great light and like little mirrors i mean it look looks like as if there are little mirrors scattered everywhere and a blaze in the, the roaring fireplace and um is then heaped up on the floor to form a kind of throne where turkeys geese game poultry brawn great joints of meat sucking pigs long wreaths of sausages mince pies plum puddings barrels of oysters red hot chestnuts cherry-cheeked apples juicy oranges luscious pears immense twelfth cakes and seething bowls of punch what that made the chamber dim with their delicious steam can you can you imagine you like (laughs) open this door and you're like there's like these dancing lights all around and all this greenery and then the room is like steamy with all this meat (laughs) there's like throne (laughs) of meat plus other things (laughs) yeah but it says that the chamber was dim with their delicious steam like (laughs) 
just like stick your tongue out and like run around like it just like taste the air I don't know but <laughs> in easy state upon his couch there sat a jolly giant glorious to see yeah I love this I love this and he had the horn of plenty which makes sense because that's that's Greek mythology so it's the horn of plenty or the cornucopia it's um Amalthea I think that was her name was the goat uh, nursemaid of Zeus and then he like broke off one of her horns and then that became a cornucopia and like all this Mm. wonderful food poured out so that's why well I guess for like Thanksgiving the imagery of the horn of plenty or cornucopia and it's got like food spilling out of it um so that's that makes sense so it says he has so this um the jolly giant has um plenty well it says a glowing torch in in shape not unlike plenty's horn um yeah so that makes sense why there's like a pile of food (laughs) yeah it's just like pouring out of this horn well one of the things mentioned yeah in in that uh list was 12th cake which i was not familiar with so i i looked it up and um apparently this is like kind of kind of like a fruit cake um but but it's iced and very elaborately decorated with like gum paste um and i found some really pretty pictures online and and apparently like they had been made since the middle ages but um like, the earliest dated recipe is, like, an 1803 recipe from John Mollard. Yeah. And um, so usually the cakes were iced um, pink using, what's that thing called? Um, er, cochineal, which made me laugh because that that's the, um, the beetle shells that I think, like, Starbucks had in their strawberry something or other that, like, people got so mm. mad about <laughs> the other... Like aren't, last aren't year, we all, we're all gonna end up eating bugs anyway, isn't that the exactly? I'm like, if you're eating processed food, you're eating a bug anyway. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, they're it's colored with beetle shells, so it's a nice, pretty pink. But then, yeah, there's the gum paste on it, and um, it usually has two crowns on the top for the king and queen. Interesting. And, and tell do you know about the 12th part? Like um, the, it's for <clears throat> named for like 12th night, yeah, which. The Feast of the Epiphany. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know too much about that. I just know it's a holiday around Christmas. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, because, like, 12 days of Christmas. And, right, right, right. My true love gave to me. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just, yeah, all the, like, it's interesting because it's, like, yeah, like, 12th cake and then, like, 12 days of Christmas or whatever. Like, there's the 12, but then it's, like... Yeah, what is it like? It's kind of cool to just think about what is the history, or because we there's a lot of things that we're like, oh yeah, it's just normal, right? But like, where does but, it come but from? But then we don't we don't think about. It. Anyway, yeah. that's cool. I like that. Um, oh, it's yeah, yeast. It's really, just to bring up uh, or just to mention too, it's yeast leavened, which is interesting. So it's more like a bread, like bready, yeah, kind, yeah, kind of. But it's the, but then it's iced, yeah. All right, so. <laughs> Pretty. That's chocolate cake. Yeah, I see a picture of one, and it looks really pretty. Yeah. Um. So that guy, yeah, he's so gregarious. The, the, the jolly giant. With his yeah, with his exposed chest and stomach, he's like, I don't care. Let me just <laughs> just sit here sit eating up, my st- sit steamy meat. These, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my st- steamy. Uh, meat. I'm gonna. I'm getting kind of grossed out the more we're talking about this. Yeah, he'd screw the like, make sure you take all this with you, please, when you... Right, right. 
Um, so, oh yeah, what now what's happening? Touch my robe. Scrooge did as he was told and held it fast. Holly, mistletoe, red berries, ivy, turkeys, geese, game, poultry, brawn, meat, pigs, sausages, oysters, pies, puddings, fruit, and punch all vanished instantly. Gone. Yeah. So there you go. No cleanup necessary. <laughs> and, and I like they, magical beasts. <laughs> yeah, and then they whisked, he whisked them around, um... Let's see. So there were. Yeah, the, they, next they end up in the market, right? Yeah, exactly. Do you want to? So yeah, they're in Norfolk Bivens, um, squat and swarthy, setting off the yellow of the oranges and lemons, and in their great compactness of their juicy persons, urgently entreating and beseeching <laughs> to be carried home in paper bags and eaten after dinner. Them juicy persons. <laughs> <laughs> and there were scents. Uh, let's see. Um, Blended scents of coffee and tea were so grateful to the nose, or even that the raisins were so plentiful and rare, the almonds so extremely white, the sticks of cinnamon so long and straight, the other spices so delicious, the candied fruit so caked and spotted with molten sugar as to make the coldest lookers-on feel faint and subsequently bilious. (sighs) Nor was it that the figs were moist and pulpy, or the French plums blushed in modest tartness from their highly decorated boxes, or that everything was good to eat and in its Christmas dress. Yeah, and even Lovely. before that, even before that, there's the oh, did I miss something? The, well, the poulter's shop, which oh, is right. poultry, yeah, we're still half open, and the fruit fruiterers, fruiterers, <laughs> I love the poulterers no. and the fruiterers <laughs> were radiant in their glory. Yeah, there were great round pot-bellied baskets of chestnuts shaped like the waistcoats of jolly old gentlemen lolling <laughs> at the doors and tumbling out into the street in their apoplectic opulence. There were ruddy, brown-faced, broad-girthed Spanish onions shining in the fatness of their growth like Spanish friars. So it's like personifying the yeah this imagery of the of these They're items. all little people, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and winking from their shelves in wanton slyness at the girls as they went by. <laughs> It's like, what? <laughs> and glanced demurely at the hung-up mistletoe. That's the Spanish onion friars we're talking about. <laughs> the Spanish friars are winking in wanton slyness at the girls and glancing at the mistletoe. Man, saucy, <laughs> saucy little onions. <laughs> yeah, those fri- friars, yeah. I mean, we're supposed to be like monks, so it's like... Right, oh, exactly, but so they're kind of... <laughs> There, yeah, there were pears and apples clustered high in blooming pyramids. There were bunches of grapes made in the shopkeeper's benevolence. Yeah, so all filiberts, mossy and brown, blah 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 blah. Yeah, and then it goes, and then Norfolk biffins. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, so I, I skipped that first part. No, yeah, lots, still, of, lots and lots lot. of stuff. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I thought I had so it. Then, wow. Yeah, and then on the even just on the opposite page. Um, talking about the poor revelers. The sight of these poor revelers appeared to interest the spirit very much, for he stood with Scrooge beside him in a baker's doorway. The bakerers? Just kidding. No, the, ba- <laughs> the baker's doorway. And taking off the, the covers. Breaderer. <laughs> yeah. And taking off the covers, so the covers of the food dishes, as their bearers passed, sprinkled incense on their dinners from his torch. And it was a very uncommon kind of torch, for once or twice, when there were angry words between some dinner carriers who had jostled each other, he shed a few drops of water on them from it. 
and their good humor was restored directly, for they said it was a shame to quarrel upon Christmas Day, and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then talks about the... Wait, when does... Anyway, at some point, Scrooge asks him, Oh, is there a, a peculiar flavor in what you sprinkle from your torch? There is. My own. Right! Uh, <laughs> this is my flavor that I'm sprinkling. Says the god of meat. Would it apply to any dinner... It would it apply to any kind of dinner on this day, asked Scrooge, to any kindly given to a poor one most. Why to poor one most, said Scrooge, or asked Scrooge, because it needs it most. Yeah, and then it talks about, then Scrooge talks about how come places that these poor people can get food are closed on Sundays. Why would you do that? Anyway, so that's, that's an interesting, that's like a commentary right there. And then the spirit is like, I didn't do it. It's men who decided to close food establishments for the poor on Sundays. He calls them passion, pride, ill-willed, <clears throat> hatred, envy, bigotry. Anyway, so like that's very much a commentary about the time period. Yeah, like the day of rest is actually hurting people. Yeah, because it, cause that scene is there, it's the poor people who are getting their food, their meals. And so if that means if it's closed on, if those places are closed on Sundays, then those poor people aren't getting their meals. And Scrooge is all like, and this is only the second spirit. So it was interesting <laughs> because Scrooge, even with the first spirit, Scrooge is already like, I'm going to change my life. Like he, Oh yeah. I was surprised about that. Like Scrooge yeah. is on board from the beginning, you know? <laughs> but in the, in the movies and other things that we've seen, it's not until... Scrooge yeah, like is faced he... with his own grave that he's like, oh my gosh, I'm totally gonna <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm gonna do But no, he, in the book, in the original, yeah. yeah, he's all bored in the beginning. Yep, yeah. yep, from jump, from the jump. Yeah, so, but anyway, so yeah, so even in, in Spirit Number 2, he's, he's like, talking about how the laws should change, basically, like, it's not fair to the poor that they need to eat their food, and they, <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah. So, yeah, the spirit has some interesting sprinkle that he has. Um, yeah, his own special sprinkle. Yeah. I think the next pla place we go is to, to the Cratchit's house, and yeah, they're preparing their Christmas it. dinner. And, um, yeah, like I mentioned, it's, it's very humble, but it's also, like, I mean, it's a nice little dinner. They, they're they doing okay this Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're making potatoes. They're making a goose um, filled with stuffing that turns out really great. Um, they've got... Let's see. There's a there's a pudding that um, M Mrs. Cratchit is kind of fretting over if it was made properly, but it yeah, turns the out pudding fine. has its oh, it's like a huge scene, <laughs> like it's <laughs> production. Yeah, and then um, Bob Cratchit has his uh, like little cocktail he's working on. He's got like the jug of gin that he puts oranges in, and then. They all... Do the children drink it later? <laughs> it seems like they do. So they probably do. I mean, I don't think it yeah. was a big deal back, you know. No, no, no. It'll keep you warm and make you sleep well. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, they all partake of that later around the fire. And then they have chestnuts. And, um, yeah, so they just have a nice little Christmas. But then, yeah, they're, they're drinking to Scrooge's health. And Mrs. Cratchit isn't happy about it, but she does it anyway, so... Yeah, yeah. It's talking about plunging a fork into a saucepan of potatoes, which I've been eating a lot of fried potatoes recently. Oh, have you? I love them. Yeah, yeah me too. I like to fry, so you melt some butter and then just 
cut up your like already cooked potatoes. I guess you can also do non-cooked, but then it will take longer. Well, and then onions, onions and potatoes, and then um, I like to eat it with salsa. Oh, nice. It's really good. Okay, anyway. Kind of like huevos rancheros without the huevos. <laughs> um, cool. And then the, yeah, so the goose is interesting because they talk about the goose, how the goose is not as fancy or as great as a turkey. Right. But they're, like, the children are still very excited for this goose. And, yeah, it is mentioned that, like, you know, even though it was just a goose, it was a fabulous goose. Well, so. but to, like, to me... Like, a modern time, I don't know if it's just my perspective or not, but, like, it's like, oh, turkey is common and a goose would be Right, it's like the reverse. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, like, yeah, in in this case, it's the goose. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting that it's the goose, yeah. Um, yeah, It's like, you know, chicken here is so ubiquitous, but it's, like, kind of a big deal in Europe. (laughs) So, not, like, a big deal, but, you know, not as mundane as it is here. Well, because wasn't the turkey was going to be, didn't Benjamin Franklin want the turkey to be the... Instead of the bald eagle, <laughs> that's the, right. The turkey was almost going to be. Oh man, I wish national. I wish that were true right. now. <laughs> yeah, and then we like and then we eat it in mass on Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, yeah, basking luxurious thoughts of sage and onion. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, there's and some good description the, here. Yeah. Um. But yeah, what with the the pudding? Wait. Oh, here. Okay, Martha didn't like to see him disappointed if it were only in jokes. So she came out prematurely from behind the closet door. <laughs> that kind of sounds funny. She came... Oh, okay. This is Martha, the daughter, who was like hiding to surprise the dad. I used to do that to my dad, too. <laughs> when he came home from work. Anyway. But, so the blah, blah, blah. Pudding. Okay, there we go. So she pops out and is like, no, I'm here. I'm here. Don't be sad. I'm... Um, and then he... They hustle the kids to the wash house might hear the pudding singing in the copper. So, let's see. Maybe that's... Oh, I guess that's why I tagged that. The pudding is singing in the copper. A singing pudding. And then... And then... Oh my gosh. Fetch the goose. Where is the... It was succeed... Oh, at last, the dishes were set on and grace was said. It was succeeded by a breathless pause and Mrs. Cratchit, looking slowly all along the carving knife, prepared to plunge it in the breast. But when she did, and when the long-expected gush of stuffing issued forth, one murmur of delight arose all around the board, and even Tiny Tim, excited by the two young Cratchits, beat on the table with the handle of his knife and feebly cried, Hurrah! (laughs) <laughs> How do we feebly, feet to feebly hurrah? Hurrah! Um, there never was such a goose. <laughs> Bob said he didn't believe there ever was such a goose cooked. Tender, flavor, size, and cheapness were the themes <laughs> of universal admiration. Applesauce, oh, eked out by applesauce and mashed potatoes. Sufficient dinner, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so pretty modest, but pretty decent, you know. Yeah. Supp- oh, and then a pudding. Okay, so, but now the plate's being changed by Miss Belinda. Mrs. Cratchit left the room alone, too nervous to bear witness, to take the pudding up and bring it in. Suppose it should not be enough. Suppose it should break in turning out. Suppose somebody should have got over the wall of the backyard and stolen it <laughs> while they were merry with the goose. 
a supposition at which the two young Cratchits became livid. All sorts of horrors were supposed. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> a great deal of steam. The pudding was out of the copper. The singing pudding. It was not singing anymore. A smell like a washing day. That was the cloth. <laughs> a smell like an eating house and a pastry cook's next door to each other with a laundress's next door to that. That was the pudding. So I love how they even... <laughs> it's like... It's like there's a cloth over the pudding. Yeah, and, and even the scent of the, the, scent of the cloth. And reminded them of a house. Yeah. yeah. And then it reminded them of, like, a city street where the the cook and the laundry house were, like, they were all next to each other on the same street. <laughs> In half a minute, Mrs. Cratchit entered flushed but smiling proudly with the pudding. Like a speckled, like a speckled cannonball, so hard and firm, blazing in half of half a quartern of ignited brandy and bedight with Christmas holly stuck into the top. Oh, a wonderful pudding! <laughs> la di da di da. Yeah, yeah so, there's a lot of fanfare. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then, yeah, you talk, and he talked about his special concoction in the jug. <laughs> yeah. The founder of the feast. Yeah, and then they, and then Bob Cratchit is like, Let's toast to Scrooge, the founder of the feast. And Mrs. Cratchit is like, that guy. Yeah, not so much. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A flickering flickering blaze showed preparations for a cozy dinner. Oh, are we at the... We're at somebody else's house now. Um, it's the... Cozy dinner with hot plates baking through and through before the fire. <clears throat> Is that at his nephew's house? I don't think I have and that one time more. It's getting dark and starting to Scrooge and the Spirit went along the streets. Oh, I think they're just like peering. They're being creepers, just peering. Oh, okay, like uh, seeing, seeing what's going on in everybody's yeah. house. Everybody's having their own feasts. Merry Christmas in their can of grog. Oh, yeah, and, and so they went to. Um, they even went through a like over the over the sea and like checked out um like people on a boat, right? At one point. Oh, I don't know, I don't remember that part. But even here, two men who watched You're probably oh, right. it was a lighthouse. This is the oh, lighthouse. Okay. Even here, two men who watched the light had made a fire and Joining their horny hands over the rough table at which they sat, they wished each other a Merry Christmas in their can of grog. <laughs> so, lighthouse dudes having some gr- Christmas grog. Nice. And then... Which is another warm, spiced drink. Yeah. Alcohol. Right. <laughs> Indeed. I think he loses a very good dinner, interrupted Scrooge's niece. <laughs> Yeah, then they then they fly over to the nephew's house. Oh, this is funny. Yeah, so we're making eyes at the plump sister. (laughs) (laughs) And again, um, Scrooge is being talked about because they're playing. um, They're playing games like uh, Like twenty-one questions, kind of like. Yeah, and um, so like you know, is it bigger than a bread box? Is it an animal? And they're like. Is, is it a bear? Does it make horrible uh, growly noises and it talks to itself in the streets of London? Oh, it's <laughs> your Uncle Scrooge! Yeah, so he's like the, the subject of this game <laughs> where yeah. they're insulting him left and right. <laughs> yeah, and the nephew, like, 
even though they kind of make fun at Scrooge's expense, but it's kind of like, but the net, but it's all in, in like, it, I don't know, how, like it's not cruel. They're not doing it in a cruel way because the nephew is talking like I feel sad for him that he's you know that he isn't here and he's only hurting himself. Like he's not hurting anybody else when he decides right like they're still christmas yeah they're still having fun and he was invited so if he's home alone it's his own fault yeah what's the consequence he doesn't lose much well and then he says he doesn't lose much of a dinner (laughs) but then the (laughs) wife is like indeed i think he loses a very good dinner (laughs) right it's like dude what don't talk smack about my dinner damn (laughs) he's losing a good dinner (laughs) but anyway so then they have a good time and then scrooge and then what happens? He has given us plenty of merriment, I am sure, said Fred. Who's Fred? Who is this Fred? Oh, Fred is the, nephew. is the nephew. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, when did Scooby-Doo get up in here? And it would be ungrateful not to drink to his health. Mulled wine. Yeah, here's a glass of mulled wine. Yep. And they all said, Merry Christmas to Scrooge. Little did they know he was actually there hearing it. Oh, and then the funeral. And then, so then, now we step into the third, the last of the spirits. And there's some dudes. <laughs> Do you remember this part? So, like, there's some dudes standing around talking about going to a funeral or talking about somebody dying. Yeah. And one of the guys, because they're like, they're like, yeah, the... The guy who died is so, like, he's such a crummy person, like, nobody's gonna want to go to his funeral. And the one guy's like, well, I'll go to his funeral, but only if there's free lunch. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mind going if lunch is provided, observed the gentleman, with the excrescence on the nose. Yeah, that's the one said. The one said, I never wear black gloves and I never eat lunch, so I guess he has no reason to go to the funeral. So, so, yeah. that's what... so, like, obviously we know what's happening, so it was obvious to me that the person that died was, was I know, Scrooge, it was but I, wa- obvious. I, I wonder if it was like... supposed to be that obvious or only because, like, we knew what was up. Yeah, and I wonder, because I'm know. like, surely Scrooge, like, has an inkling, but he just doesn't want it to be Wanted real, to admit maybe. it, yeah. Yeah. So, that was that, um... Or maybe he didn't know he was so universally hated. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, but that one point, like, it doesn't have anything to do with food, but the, um, like, going to the pawn shop, we, like, was it Joe, some dude named Joe, and then, like, these three people come to his hovel, his, his place of business, and it's people who have stolen items from the deathbed of Scrooge, of the dead Scrooge. Oh. Like, the woman, the housekeeper... Mrs. Dilbert or something. She's right, right, right. quite a ticket. Like she <laughs> took his his um, shirt off that he was wear that he had been dressed in to be buried in. She took the shirt off of him. <laughs> she took his bedclothes that he was. I mean, his um, blankets that he was still laying on. She took the curtains around his deathbed. Like, wow. I yeah, know. and that, that's quite fitting because, like, as austere and miserly as he is, that's kind of the end he's getting to. Yeah, like, well, it's because the whole point is because yeah. nobody loved him, so nobody yeah. was around him to keep his, him, his body and his 
possessions safe and he didn't have a will i don't know what you know if there was a will or what well they mentioned at one point like maybe he left all his money to the company he didn't even leave it to anybody else yeah so then in the chapter chapter five the end of it yeah so here's where he back around he wakes up from these horrible uh hauntings and he sees his gruel, and he's so happy to see his gruel. <laughs> he had frisked, so, he the frisked gruel comes, into the sitting room. The gruel comes back around, yeah. <laughs> There's the saucepan that the gruel was in, cried Scrooge, starting off again and frisking round to the fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, frisking around. <laughs> yeah, so he's changed his tune. He's going to be, um, yeah, like a, the merriest Christmas person you ever did see. He... Goes to the poulterer and gets the giant. Well, he tell, pro- yeah, he tells a kid, turkey. random kid, to go. <laughs> he like me opens up his window and he like there's this like random kid down there. And he's like, hey, hey, remarkable boy, <laughs> remarkable boy. <laughs> yeah, and then he like tells the kid to yeah run off and buy the not the little prize turkey, the big the one. big one. Yeah. And, and the it, kid, it the was a turkey! Like, oh. Exclamation point! He yeah, never could have stood upon his legs. That bird, he would have snapped him short off in a minute, like sticks of sealing wax. <laughs> nice. Here's the turkey. Hello. Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's some yeah. huge. And he goes to his nephew's house for Christmas, and he gives Bob Cratchit a big raise and tells him to go home because he was having him work on Christmas. <laughs> And well, they, yeah. yeah, and he sent the turkey to the Cratchits, but he did right, it right, anonymously. Right. Yeah, but then it was funny because then he at the end, so it's like the day after Christmas, and um, well, because he he did have that was kind of an issue at the beginning when he was Scrooge was being Scroogey, um, was because like Bob Cratchit did have the day of Christmas off, but he was and he was complaining about how I mean Scrooge was complaining about how like basically Cratchit's like robbing him once a year because he still has to pay him like even though but anyway but he so he's like well you better get in here really early um, oh, the, the day after day. Christmas right, right, right. and so Scrooge but now we know that Scrooge had you know is like a new man but he goes into the shop early and he's so he like I'm gonna him. play a trick on <laughs> Cratchit because I know that like I sent him this huge turkey and so they probably all passed out afterwards <laughs> anyway but he's like he assumes that Cratchit will get there late because of the amazing Christmas he anonymously provided for them. Um, <laughs> so then he like totally play, he, like pretends that he's still the mean old Scrooge, and yeah, and then like you said, he gives um, Bob Cratchit a raise. But for a moment, Bob Cratchit is like, "What?" Like because he, yeah, he assumed he was going to be in yes. trouble right, for getting right, right. there he's, late. He's braced, he's braced for a <laughs> lashing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we haven't even mentioned little tiny Tim, who oh, I think is like dude. the the standout character besides Scrooge in this book, which is Bob Cratchit's little son who has a little crutch and um in in Scrooge's future vision didn't survive, but now that he's being better provided for, he lives and Scrooge becomes his like nice uncle that hangs out with him and stuff. Yeah, and we don't know yeah. how far in the future. Like it was still when Tiny Tim was little like tiny yeah so he yeah he died as a child and everybody's very sad so yeah yeah it almost made it seem like he died i don't know that 
that year. <laughs> but it was like, but suddenly he was given a huge turkey, and so. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. So. It, so he did not. He's well. He's well nourished. <laughs> so he made it to the next that Christmas. Magic yeah. turkey. Yeah. Yeah. So then magical he's turkey. Taken care of. So it's interesting that Tiny Tim is. He's also a character like Scrooge, where like super memorable, and like kind of in, in ingrained in our society now. Like, yes, I kind of feel like God bless us, everyone. Yeah, Tiny Tim, like just the name and everything. <laughs> so cute. Um, but yeah, I mean, in the book, I I mean, he's mentioned a few times, and he like he makes a huge impact when Scrooge first sees him as well. Like it's like. So, because I guess it's the whole idea of, like, going back to the theme of that, the theme of, like, the poor and how we treat the poor and the poor laws and the government and stuff, um, that Dickens was, um, was writing about in this, like, Tiny Tim is representation of the poor, Mm -hmm. and then Scrooge was representation of the government, you know, the powers that be. Those that are withholding wealth from people unnecessarily, yes. And his hope that they would change to become like Scrooge does at the end of the book mm-hmm. and provide for, and thus save from death the poor. Um, but yeah, so that little dude. And then that, by what, raise your salary, yeah, so Christmas bowl, oh there you go. Um, I'll raise your salary and endeavor to assist your struggling family, and we will discuss your affairs this very afternoon over a Christmas bowl of smoking bishop. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, so it says that he kind of, he pretty much became like a second father to Tiny Tim. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so the, the edition that I have is um, Penguin or Puffin Chalk. So it's, um, like these little, this is cool little paperback books, um, but they have like the fold, the folded, uh, and papers, I guess. Um, but it's chalk drawings by, whoops, by someone, Mary Kate McDevitt. Um, anyway, but in the back, there's, like, this whole little information section. Some things to think about, um, and ta- and also about the themes, and who's who, and the Christmas carol. So it's really cool, because it's just a little, a little edition, but it has, um... Yeah, a lot, a lot of little resources, sounds yeah, like. and it tells, it even has a little segment about turkey. So, beef or goose were the mainstay of Christmas dinner as they were cheaper and more widely available than turkeys. The poorer families did not own an oven and so would have their Christmas meat cooked at the local bakery. If they could not afford beef or goose, they would make do with rabbit. So so that's what that one scene was when Scrooge was like, how come you you close the the bakery so, you know, these people can't... um, or close the bakery on Sundays so that these people can't cook their food. And then that's when the spirit was like, I don't. <laughs> had nothing to do with me. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, if they people could make not rules. afford beef or goose, they would make do with rabbit. Turkeys were a luxury and, as in A Christmas Carol, were considered the ultimate in Christmas fair. I feel like they're... The ultimate <laughs> turkey. Ultimate yeah. in Christmas fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
amongst other things. Yeah, we should learn how to herself. we should learn how to do voice effects on this thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Ultimate. <laughs> The queen herself would no doubt have feasted on turkey. Oh, of course. But she was also rumored to eat roasted royal swan. Wow. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then they and then they mentioned 12 cakes and negus and, yeah. So, pretty cool. And now let's talk about... <laughs> yeah, let's, now let's talk about what we made. Let's talk about our stuff. All right, you go first. <sighs> okay, so... My first thought, like, when I think of A Christmas Carol, the first thing I think of is Christmas Goose. Christmas Goose. But then, of course, after reading it, I was reminded that the goose is the poultry thing, and the turkey is the grand thing. But anyway, um, but I didn't want to buy goose, and we already had turkey. <laughs> Have you ever like, made goose I don't want to buy it. Yeah, I don't think so. I haven't either. Um, I hear that it's... Well, I guess... I wonder how similar it is to duck. Because I know... Because I've had duck before, mm-hmm. and that's, like, really fatty Really fatty, yeah. I wonder how similar goose is. But that anyway, but I didn't want to, like, buy goose or even buy a, whole, buy a turkey, because I'm like, eh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't need to have that much. Like, we I know. Thanksgiving, we're about to have Christmas. Right, so. right, right. But, um, but I, then I immediately thought of stuffing. Excellent. So as a kid, like, I would help my grandma... Well, it would kind of be like a family production. Like, we would go visit my grandparents at the farm, and then the night before Thanksgiving and Christmas, we would um, make, we'd home make stuffing. So, um, that's what I did. And so, you can use it to stuff your goose or your turkey, <laughs> <laughs> or just have it as dressing, uh, not in anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's just a whole loaf of bread, uh, like white bread, and then you toast it, dice it up, and then toss it with a couple of beaten eggs, and then um, fry up some onions and celery with some sage and rosemary Ooh. and thyme and salt and pepper, and then uh, also, I this isn't something from my childhood but i love craisins or cranberries like yeah. dried cranberries so and also just the color i know really but, nice. yeah but so that's right yeah nice <laughs> so through throw some of those in the frying pan just at the very end and then um and then just put that and then toss it all together with the the bread um and if you're not going to stuff it into a bird um pour over some like turkey or chicken broth or just some kind of broth um, and then bake it for like 40 minutes. Put it in a big baking dish. Bake it for like 40 minutes. And voila! Nice! There you have I can it. smell the sage now. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> sage. Yeah. So that is the thing. Excellent! Are you planning to make that on Christmas? Maybe. Mm. Somebody. Well, yes, probably. Somebody will. <laughs> Somebody I'm, will. I'm sure that's on the menu already, so. But yeah, I like so I, I'm eating leftovers of it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like yeah, I, I should just buy some turkey meat, like not a whole turkey, but just some you know, yeah, <laughs> some turkey breast or something just to like eat. With it. <laughs> but yeah, and then other things like might be kind of fun to do. I don't know, like gold coin, like little coin cookies or something. I don't know, like some 
But anyway, so what did you... <laughs> well, what did you I made... I had never heard of um, Negus, and I ended up making that. And so all, all it is is very simple. Like, I've done mold wine, um, like, several times and stuff like that. But it's just port with um, cinnamon and clove and a little bit of sugar, but I used honey, mm-hmm. and um, some lemon zest. So I think there are very few things in the world that are not elevated by lemon zest because, <laughs> you know, yeah. it just brightens up everything. And actually, I put some orange zest in there, too, because I had some oranges. So, yeah, it was just like a really simple thing that's nice to sip by the Christmas tree. Um, the thing I was thinking to make, and I might make for actual Christmas, which is coming up. The flaming pudding. <laughs> yeah, you wanted me to make this flaming pudding. I am scared to set things on fire. I'm kind of interested to. But no. I'm like, it has brandy in it. <laughs> Carrie has I know. Brandy. I get all the alcoholic <laughs> recipes by default. <laughs> so, so, but um, no, I want to make like a, uh, like a fruit cake. I've never made a fruit cake before. Because oh. um, I always make this almond cake on Christmas. And, I, and I'm going to again. And it's a, it's a great cake. And I make, but I, but nothing about it screams Christmas. Like it fits right in, but I make it for everything because it's like my go-to cake. Um, but I've seen a couple. I want to make something like really dark and dense and sticky and fruity. Like I've seen some like really good recipes mm-hmm. out there. Um, there's one in particular I would love to try. Like, have you heard of a curiously dense cake? Yeah, a curiously dense. Yeah, with a from, curiously light light wine. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, Nigella has one. Nigella has a whole Christmas cooking series, which I love. Um, but she has one that is um, date and molasses, and it looks delightful. Mm-hmm. And then um, Lori Colwyn, have you heard of her? Mm-hmm. She um, was a food uh, writer, and she has a couple books of essays. Um, well, I mean, she, she was a writer in general, but she has a, a couple books of food essays um, called... Um, home cooking and more home cooking and they're delightful like you you should check them out you would love them um but one of them is about this black cake (laughs) and it's kind of like a um uh i feel like we've talked about that before oh we may have i don't know it's like jamaican and you like yeah yeah that was in some okay i don't know what episode i don't remember Oh, that's cool if we've talked about it before. But yeah, it's like it's like a Jamaican cake with like a ton of fruits in it and you soak them in like mm-hmm. I don't know rum or something like that. And um it, like burnt sugar is kind of part of it, you know, those those flavors. Mm-hmm. So it, it sounds really interesting. So I would like to try that at some point. Yeah. Um my dad used to make fruit cakes. Oh yeah? But just with the, you know, you buy the candied fruit. Yeah. Or, you know, you buy yeah. the containers that have the the jewel. They look like jewels yeah like little candy jewels yeah i love dried fruit and and crystallized ginger and stuff like that so yeah nice that sounds nice but like the 12th because i think wasn't the 12th cake also yeah it's a it's a fruit cake or a plum cake or whatever but i think when they say plum they may mean prune i don't know um so yeah dense fruit i want to make a fruit cake So, um, nice. you were just, oh, yeah. just looking right before oh. we started, like, um, some, some yeah. of our fandom food friends that have, have done some, um, Christmas Carol recipes. Yeah. Um, so just, uh, first off, there are actually, oh yeah, cook, um, a Sorry. couple <laughs> of cookbooks. So there's a Christmas Carol cookbook, um, and this is actually based on the 1938 MGM movie. So that's kind of cool. Um, and then there's Mary Cratchit's Recipes. 
and then a Dining with Dickens. Ah, cookbook. I bet that's fun. So that's just FYI. Please may have some more uh, recipes yeah. for gruel. <laughs> yeah, what's, I guess gruel was, <laughs> gruel was the thing then. Um, so then we've got some Christmas pudding. Oh yeah, here's the Christmas pudding then. Okay, oh, okay, from Brighton Taylor. Nice. I don't need so to do it. She's like, Brighton Taylor. <laughs> yeah, food and literature, Brighton Taylor. So she did a Christmas Carol Christmas pudding. Lovely. Looks very nice. So it even has the holly coming out. Oh, the top. how pretty. Yeah. Um, and then there is <laughs> What's the Mysterious Cocktail? The Cratchit's <laughs> in a Christmas Carol. This is an article on Slate. Yeah, oh, on okay. Slate. Are they speculating? Yeah, so, um, so they have, so in this article they have the, you know, the whole, um, quote scene or whatever there, um, what exactly were Bob Cratchit and company swilling on Christmas Day? <laughs> so they kind of, so yeah. The Cratchit's so this, quote. To solve the mystery. The Cratchit's quote, hot stuff. <laughs> yeah. The, to solve the mystery of the compound in the jug, quote, unquote. Ah. We have we first have to understand Dickens' love affair with one of his favorite libations, punch. <laughs> so this is kind of an interesting article. Like, so it's hot gin punch ah. is what they give a recipe for, adapted from Drinking with Dickens. Oh, this is very interesting. I'm so there's a book some. called Drinking with Dickens by Kedrick Dickens, the great grandson. Oh wait, the great grandson of Charles. Wait. Oh, is that <laughs> who you met? I, I don't know. know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't remember his name. <laughs> so, so the book recreates delectable drinks Dickensian, Dick, Dickensian characters would have enjoyed. Um, and and the famed author's personal nineteen or 1850 recipe for hot gin punch. So that's what they're kind of, they're kind of like pairing that together, this recipe for hot gin punch okay. for what the mysterious drink the okay is. and it looks delightful it's got let's see gin madeira dark brown sugar lemon orange pineapple clove cinnamon and nutmeg Whoa. yeah that sounds delicious nice. very christmasy um, i know so that's kind of a cool article and we'll, we'll yeah that is cool um so food through the pages um she made the flaming christmas punch also um, so, well, I think this is, yeah, this is, well, this isn't from the Cratchit scene, but it's from, I mean, there's various, um, beverages in the story. So, um, yeah, uh, Flaming Christmas Punch from Food Through the Pages. And then we've got, uh, there's an article, How to Serve a Dickensian Christmas Dinner. So this is like a whole, <laughs> it's kind of cool because it goes into the history of things, um, and then... Um, talks about, you know, the roast goose, sage and onion stuffing, mashed potatoes, gravy. Um, so it's, it's a short article, but just talks about some of the food scenes. Um, the Smoking Bishop. So we'll link to it. Because the Smoking Bishop was at the very end. So there's a recipe for that. What is that? Um... Classic example of Victorian mold punch. Oh, okay. Whimsical name recalled its medieval origins. I know, I like served that. <laughs> at guild halls and university banquets in bowls that resembled a bishop's mitre. 
So there we go. So that's on Tori Avery. Um, yeah. So that's those are just some of the um, recipes nice. and articles. Good, good little collection. Food. Yeah. All right. Well, and then there's always the peppermint humbug. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and twelfth and twelfth. Bah humbug. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, I think we're ready to wrap it up. Um, so our upcoming episodes for 2017, we've got our schedule mostly down. Um, so our first episode in January will be Hans Christian Andersen. And the second one I know you're very excited about. <laughs> All the squeeze. <laughs> Maybe we should just switch those. Oh, I know. Yeah. You're like, ah! <laughs> can't wait to get to it. Yuri on ice! Exclamation point, exclamation point. Yeah, three, oh, exclamation, three exclamation points. points. Yeah. Because we were born to make history, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. we'll get there. <laughs> but Hans Christian Anderson, we already mentioned the Little Match Girl. That's right. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that one. We've got the Little Mermaid, the, um, the Snow Queen. The Snow Queen. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. So we got some good stories there. So yeah, you have that to look forward to. Um, we'll post recipes for our stuff as well as links to anything we talked about at our website, fictionkitchenpodcast.com. And you can find us on Twitter at FKPod, as well as Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook at Fiction Kitchen Podcast. And so, as Tiny Tim observed, God bless us. Everyone. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>